0: For other trans athletes, I, I usually like to tell people, first and foremost, it's really weigh out the consequences of what you're doing. And, you know, it, it's, it feels kind of crappy to have to say that, but that's the truth, is that if you are willing to sacrifice it all to be yourself, you have to be okay with that decision. I knew that when I decided to transition, I risked not only losing people that I cared about, I also was risking the chance of losing the sport that I loved. And because I was willing to pay that price, I was able to push forward no matter how many obstacles came up. You know, the funny thing about gender identity is if we actually listen to kids, they, they kind of get it early on. Uh, you know, before the rest of the world like crams a bunch of ideas in their head. Ever since I was a little kid, I thought I was a boy. Like I was a boy in my head. I always envisioned myself as a boy. If we were to line up, like I would go stand with the boys section. It wasn't until people kept being like, no, you're not, no, you're a girl no, you're supposed to stand over here, then I kind of just learned to be quiet. But I don't think I ever fully accepted that I was a girl. I always knew in my head, even if I wasn't telling anyone else what was going on, like, no, I'm a boy. Who's going to grow up into a man?
1: Sports plays a different role in the life of every athlete. Some learn discipline and focus. Others find comfort and camaraderie. Many athletes find their truest selves through competition and adversity. But what happens when the identity you discover through sports forces you to make life changing decisions that extend far beyond the field of play? This is the story of Pat Manuel, the first transgender male to box professionally in the United States. Someone who refused to be counted out, even when their competition wouldn't allow them to enter the ring. I'm Joseph Fourier, and this is More Than an Athlete. Here we go, round one of a possible four in the super featherweight division. I tell you, I support all the trans rights and and everyone doing all this stuff. The only thing that I ever go like, that doesn't seem right, is with athletics. Federal officials are investigating Connecticut's policy allowing transgender high school athletes to compete as the gender they choose. An LGBTQ organization announced they were severing June ties with Martina Navratilova after comments she made about trans athletes.
0: Tonight we explore the topic of transgender athletes in high school sports. It's a difficult balance. Biological females will be the on the, the sidelines watching the
1: Talking about a young man who was thrown out of a gym when they found out his story, lost a trainer when he found out his story and along the way has gained a new trainer who believed in him, a new gym who believes in him. And now it's culminates here tonight in round two of a scheduled four here on Golden Boy Fight Night.
0: You know, I don't think I was really honest about my gender identity until around 2012. So that had been a big chunk of my boxing career. Uh, so basically 2002, end of 2002 through 2012, that's 10 years where I didn't even allow myself the permission to start really understanding who I was. You know, I knew that my my identity was like I'm masculine. Um, I know that I'm not the same as the other people, but it, it took me until I was medically disqualified from the women's Olympic boxing trials in 2012 to really start interrogating who I am and and really understand the discomfort I felt every time someone said, woman boxer, female boxer. For me, boxing was my saving grace because it not only helped me start shaping a body where I felt more comfortable in it, but it also made me proud of what my body could do. You know, I could I could take a punch and I could give a punch. You know, when I grew up, growing up, I really looked up to the masculinity of fighters you know when i was a kid it was more something a little extreme like street fighter or dragon ball z but the closest equivalent to me at the time was boxing and being like i can fight i can actually travel i could do this i can compete against other people i think that really pulled at me and to be able to defend myself and to be able to throw my fists in a way that was efficient like that was something i could get really proud of You know, my absolute favorite boxer is Archie Moore, the old mongoose. Introducing the light heavyweight
1: champion of the world, Archie Moore.
0: And I think, you know, I didn't realize how much of his story I would be inspired by, but he was um, the longest reigning light heavyweight champion, um, also one of the oldest champions there were. He didn't get a shot at the title until he was 38 years old due to the racism in the sport.
1: If Moore wins tonight, He'll be the second oldest man to win the title in all boxing history.
0: And he continued fighting until his 50s. And I think there's so much inspiration from that story of like, people were saying, no, you couldn't have this title because you're black. And he just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, until finally he was given the chance and the opportunity to become a champion. And I really remember reading about his response after he won. And his corner was going crazy and he was very much uh, still, and he told them to knock it off. And they were like, "Why wow, you won champ. He's like, I should have won this a long time ago. Now raise my hand. You know, even though he's not trans, like it's hard not to feel an affinity and resonate with that type of uh, resilience. So I feel like my community specifically, not only the trans community, but the black community is full of so many stories with people who broke through uh, barriers and just shattered glass ceilings.
1: This is my toughest fight. This is everybody's fight let no man feel that this is not his fight black white red yellow brown rich poor large small every man is involved in this fight to see that boy gets a helping hand abc any boy can
0: around 2013 i got involved with a social justice uh leadership cohort brown boy project and while i had been around other queer and trans people before i was around specifically queer and trans people of color a lot of black trans folks so i started having some more conversations about with them about what particularly to do because i had the extra burden of being an athlete you know there's a lot of people who transitioned who stopped doing their sport but i knew that i wasn't done with boxing and this is my love this is my first love I couldn't just go out with that L at the Olympic trials. Like I wanted to live my life as a man and I wanted to do it exactly as I saw myself. And that was as a boxer. Uh, so when I was 28, it's when I decided to make the decision to medically transition. And I'm pretty sure I told my sister first uh, because I kind of tell her everything. And I'm pretty sure the conversation didn't go much beyond like, OK, all right, that's cool. All right, dude, that's cool because she's probably saw it coming a mile away that I was going to transition. Um, I'm pretty sure I told my grandma at home. And the only thing I remember her telling me is that she thought of me as a boy when I was younger. And um, she realizes now that I was her her grandson the whole time. So I was immediately accepted from her. And I think I told my mom in the car because we're always driving in Los Angeles. And again, it was one of those things, it wasn't like we're having a conversation or a discussion. This is about me telling my mom, this is who I am and this is what I'm gonna do. And I remember her saying, if that's what make you makes you happy, then go for it. And that was it. Like it was actually uh, pretty drama-free <laughs> compared to a lot of other people's stories. Um, really just me stating this is who I am and take it or leave it. When I decided to medical transition, I also needed to make sure that I was doing everything required for me to get back into competition in boxing. So the medical transition process I was following at the time, which has now been updated, um, I think in 2016, by the International Olympic Committee. But at the time, um, it required that Uh, Transmo athletes undergo hormone therapy for two years um, and I think I need to make an aside about this hormone therapy because there's a lot of a lot of misconceptions about what this is people are saying things like I'm on tons of steroids and I feel like it's very important for people to know that hormone replacement therapy is something that trans people do but also non-trans people do and that the rules in the books for testosterone replacement therapy existed before they allowed trans athletes into sports because cisgender men use testosterone replacement therapy all it does is bring your testosterone levels into the acceptable range for males so that's all mine does i don't i'm not like you know juice to the gills it's not giving me any other advantage other than putting me in the exact same range as other men So hormone therapy is what you need to do. Then you have gender reassignment surgery or gender confirmation surgery, um, which for me was top surgery. And you need to change all your documentation in the country you represent. So basically just getting my social security, my birth certificate and my license to reflect my, my current name and also my gender markers. It never crossed my mind that I was going to stop boxing. So everything I did was so that I could get back into competition. Even with all the obstacles, everything that got in the way, I never thought, like, oh, this is it, I'm done. I don't want to do this any longer. My mind was like, no matter how long it takes, I'm going to get back in the ring and I'm going to do it as I really see myself.
1: Start around three.
0: Yeah, Patricio's a uh, way better boxer than Hugo and he's showing it this round. That he's able to fight him on the outside, keep his distance, show his boxing skills and show, show like all the talent that he has from the amateur days and now as a pro fighter. Never did I ever think that I wouldn't be able to get back in the ring, but sometimes I would wonder why does it have to be this hard? You know, even when I was able to get my license through USA Boxing to compete as an amateur in 2016, then it became the difficulty of finding opponents. I'm a boxer, I'm a fighter, I go there to fight. And to have people at first say yes and then do a quick Google search and then be like, "Nah, like, I don't I don't want to touch this person. You know, it's really demoralizing. But eventually, like my persistence paid off when in August uh, Golden Boy Promotions reached out to me. You know, it was unexpected. And honestly, I was incredibly happy. I mean. It's one thing about me saying, you know, I'm a boxer and I deserve to be in this sport. It's another thing to be saying about my teammates and everyone who spars me, who understands and agrees I deserve to be in this sport. But then to have such a big name like Golden Boy Promotions, one of the top promoters in the world, be like, yeah, I see you're a boxer and I think you deserve this opportunity. You know, that's huge. Like, it's not just huge for me, it's huge for so many people like me to see the big names recognize and and want to give me that opportunity and you know this is this is the thing that i often tell people when i'm speaking about like how you can be a better ally if you have the power and the opportunity to open up doors that we're pushing up against please do it it makes it so much easier i think this would be an, been even more difficult if i didn't have golden boy promotions give me this chance um and to put me on such a big stage
1: before we go to the scorecards Let's give both of our warriors a big round of applause for a historic fight to open up a night on Facebook Watch. All three judges scoring this bout 39 to 37 for your winner by unanimous decision. And now, on in his first professional career, Patricio Kakawati!
0: You know, resiliency is definitely something that uh, comes up often. And, you know, I wonder, is this just me or is it also the lessons I've learned and inherited from other people? You know, I'm I'm Black. I'm Irish and African descent from enslaved people. Resiliency is necessary for our survival. If my dad's family wasn't resilient against literally the worst genocide in the history of humankind, I wouldn't exist. It's kind of hard for me not to be resilient because I inherited it. I've inherited this from all my family, from all the people around me, you know, trans people of color, trans black people, you know, trans black women are dying in the streets being killed by just who they are and their life expectancy is 35 years. So for me to be in this sport, to do something that is fairly safe compared to their lives walking in the streets, you know, I think it would be an insult for me to not continue on when people are just struggling to live. We all want to hear new facts. Oh. What I was saying was, I think if people knew what it took to get to this moment, it's been almost two years since I've been in the ring, and I just gotta say, my opponent, my hat's off to him. He came there to fight, he was fighting me the whole time, he fought me as a man, and I have so much respect for him. Um, I hear some fans aren't happy it's okay I'll be back I'll make you happy then you tell them that so everyone in life has a purpose and you
1: never gave up on your dream you always went and continued to fight what is your purpose moving
0: forward oh what's next is I've got some naysayers out there I need to prove that I deserve to be in here as well I'm not in here just for one show for one fight like this is something I love I'm not done with this sport I'll be back
1: what do you have to say to all those people that have followed you and supported you through this incredible public yet so personal
0: journey? Uh, I just need to say to everyone who's been along for this journey over the past oh wow I mean like six years really I thank you so much I couldn't be here without you.
1: Pat thank you for being so inspiring. Congrats on your win. I'll kick it back to you guys
0: now. Naz, thank you very much. So I think Great the the there. first thing you really have to think about is what are you willing to give up for this and is it worth it to you because people can tell you yes, do this, do that, but ultimately you're the one that has to deal with the consequences of it. And it's it's not always a fairy tale ending. You know, my story is one of those triumphs, but there for every triumph there is, I'm sure there are many unknown uh losses and sadness in there too. So, I think it's irresponsible of me to not stress the importance of knowing that you will lose something and knowing that this will be hard. But if it's worth it for you, then it will be worth it to endure all that. For other people out there who aren't trans, I really just want people to hear my story and not only think that this is something about being a trans person, This isn't just about being a trans person. I'm just someone who happens to be trans, but ultimately this story is about someone who had a dream and was willing to do anything to realize it. And I think regardless of your gender identity, your race, your your background, there's so many of us out there that have dreams or see ourselves in a way that the rest of the world doesn't. And so many of us conform to those ideas rather than living how we really want to live. And I just want everyone out there to, really fight for their truth and really make that happen. And I feel like it will be a better world if we stop trying to lessen ourselves and we step into our fullness. I'm Betrício Manuel, and I am a professional boxer. I am resilient. I am a fighter. I am historic. I am black. I am Irish. I am transgender. I'm unstoppable. I'm Patricio Manuel, and I'm more than an athlete.
1: WRTS is produced by John Fontanelli. Our editor is Chris Weatherspoon. Our production assistant is Logan Castrodale. Additional production support by Matt Perret, Lauren Jones, Cody Moore, and Uninterrupted's Athlete Relations Team. Our executive producer is TD St. Matthew Daniel. I'm Joseph Fourier and this is WRTS. We run this station.